Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Two Brothers, One Mike, Season 5, Episode 13. Today we're going to be talking about chronic complaining. Tony, how are you doing today? No complaints. How are you doing? <laughs> I'm doing pretty good, actually. Um, it's been an interesting day. I, I could, I mean, if I wanted to, I could complain. But I, I think what we're going to find today is, and this is, you know, here we are again where, folks, this is just two guys that are talking about a journey in life that that we're very much a part of. We're not we're not saying all of you are chronic complainers and we uh, have the healthiest mentalities in the world. We never complain about anything. We've never chronically complained about anything. And we're going to teach you how to uh, become a better person and a better you. This is us saying we're in the game with you. And so we're always trying to figure this out as well. And we're going to be very transparent today when it comes to that. But we've got to really understand what chronic complaining is based on definition, based on some of the small research that we've done. And obviously, uh, obviously, why not a clinical psychologist in a, in a part two episode where she can break it down just a little bit more and talk about maybe even uh, some solutions. We're going to talk about that today, too. But I think Dr. Nicole Rotella would bring a lot to this particular uh, topic. So so we'll do this for now, right? And we'll talk about it from our standpoint, and then we'll get the professional's opinion in part two. I think it'll be a good show. Um, so that's all I got uh, as far as opening pleasantries are concerned here today. See, no complaining, really. Not yet. Not yet. Well, I think it's really just a, 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 about a state of mind too, you know? I mean, it's easy to go down the rabbit hole and start thinking of all the negative things in life that you could just sit here and complain and complain and complain, you know? And uh, uh, there's some people that I see, I I feel like it's a it's a habitual thing, right? Uh, chronic complaining. It, it, it's something that we form as a habit, um, you know, and, and it probably starts off innocently, like you're looking to just sort of vent and it feels kind of good to get that off your chest. And you almost end up slightly, I don't know, kind of addicted to the idea, to the feeling of getting the stuff off off your chest. But in order to do that, you have to have the negative stuff in your brain to begin with. But that's not healthy. Uh, no. I don't know. Uh, well, so I, I think the best way to start this off today, I actually went on Google and I have it sitting right here. And I wanted to see, what does Google? Google knows everything. So I said, I want to see what the definition is of a chronic complainer as far as Google is concerned. Because again, Google is like Facebook. It's just, it's the expert, right? So we needed to find out, you know, and so I'm going to read it right off my phone here. No, I wasn't on Facebook while Joe was talking. I know you all see me grab my phone. And you thought, wow, is he on social media while Joe's talking? Great episode, by the way. Great episode. Uh, a chronic complainer is someone who consistently vocalizes their disappointment with the various aspects of their life. So I, I would assume there, Joe, what they're talking about with various aspects could be personal, could be professional, right? Coworkers. Uh, we could be talking about family and friends uh, when it comes to personal life. Sometimes you work with family and friends and it's a little bit of both, right? So it's, it's a chronic aspect of which you consistently vocalize that you're disappointed with the various aspects of your life. This type of person is often unhappy, often, almost, I, I could think of a couple people, and, and not only often, but always, always, and feels as if nothing is ever to their standards 
or good enough for them. Some people are listening to this right now and they're thinking about two or three different people in their lives. Uh, and, you know, rather than look at the positive, you were just kind of talking about this, rather than looking at the positive, a chronic complainer focuses on the negative. So, I mean, I, I think there's a, there, there's a fine line there. I, I think to complain and it, certain people will complain to you about something in the moment. And so there's a, there's a difference between a healthy complainer and a chronic complainer. Whereas the definition states a chronic complainer often, which I translate to always, always has a problem with something. Um, and not just something, but things. There is nothing going right in their life. Everything is beating them down. Their spouse, their kids, their job, their neighbors, their friends, their family. They can't, they can't catch a break. And they need this constant empathy from whoever it is that they're going to to complain about. And it's, it's as one, one uh, person put it in, in a speech that I was listening to, it's like a, like a black hole. Uh, the empathy comes in and just goes into that this black hole, but it's never enough uh, empathy to help them recover from this downward spiral that they're in. Uh, you know, so there's that. I think a lot of times what happens is you have folks who are looking for validation for the way that they feel as well. Like they they um, uh, they have a complaint, but they want to make sure that it's a valid complaint. You know, uh, and so they'll. But but maybe that's not. A chronic complainer that might be somebody who's like hey maybe i'm looking at this the wrong way and i think that's that's right where that fine line is maybe defined a bit if you're if you're if it's a person who's who's coming in they're complaining and they're looking for some sort of resolve some sort of solution yeah it's probably not chronic as opposed to and i've said this many times the person who has the problem for every solution uh they're they usually answer their rebuttal to everything that you say starts with yeah but yeah but <laughs> And, you know, listen, I, I'm going to be completely transparent. Wasn't right. that long ago, that was me sitting at a table and every single thing that was said back to me over a a, a situation or circumstance that, that that I was facing at that time, I'll be doggone if I wasn't the one who was sitting there with the yeah buts. And uh, on my short ride home, I'm sitting here thinking, wow, I I really did nothing but sit there and complain the entire time. And I don't think I heard one it, you know, it would be different if I said, hey, hey, guys, do you think I should try this or what do you think of that? But I didn't do it once. And I say you guys because Tony was there at the table <laughs> when all I did was complain for a solid hour and a half about, well, it was really about one subject matter. It's very frustrating. Nonetheless, though, I wasn't really looking for resolve. I was just looking to vet. Now, that said, was it chronic complaining? That day in the moment it was. But do I do that every time that I see him? No. Uh, you know, it, it's, it, it just happened to be at the right moment of time, probably fresh, some things going on fresh that, that made it easy. That's for sure. But, you know, again, there's that, there's that looking for validation that you should even be upset to begin with. When, when I first, when we do shows like this, the very first thing I do is look in the mirror. Um, and again, this is what I'm telling people. We're not here to scold you for being a chronic complainer. We're here to tell you that we've done the same thing. I think though chronic is the key word here. Uh, everybody complains about something. Hey, listen, if I go to a restaurant 
and my food comes to my table and it's cold, I'm going to complain, right? I mean, sometimes you have to complain a little bit in order to get things done. Where I work, ladies and gentlemen, if you don't say anything and you never complain, because let me tell you, there's so many pieces and parts to a puzzle and sometimes certain people feel that you're going to try and put the this what is it the, the the square peg in the round hole and here's a hammer go ahead and take care of it and you know and that's just giving a you know an analogy but but if you don't complain about a process sometimes that is taking place that is wrong uh and needs to be fixed it'll go on forever it'll go on for years if you allow it to so sometimes you it's it's actually a shame, but you you know you'll hear a lot of people that are in my line of work sometimes say, it's a shame that we have to, but we have to complain like a five year old sometimes in order to get people to understand what the problem is, and to just unfortunately sometimes it's you're complaining, so if they get tired of you complaining, and then it gets resolved. I don't think that's chronic complaining. I think there's a cause behind that. I think there's a reason behind that. And I think if you're passionate about something being done right, then that's not complaining. That's just having passion for something being done right. And you're trying to go to the right people who can make that change. So to me, that's not chronic complaining. Now, that's something that I do often. Uh, a lot of us do. And I'm not just talking from from the union side. I'm talking about from a management side too. There's a lot of people on that side of the fence when it comes to your business that that complain about things not being done the right way for the betterment of the worker or for the be- for themselves. Sometimes I feel that people need to complain in order to make sure that justice is being served based on what efforts they're giving to whatever the venture is. If you are showing up for work and busting your butt to make the company profitable, to make the company competitive, all right, in whatever industry it is, whatever market you're talking about, and things are not happening the way you feel should be met, standard operation, okay, and you're complaining about it because you have a passion to have things done the right way, I don't call that chronic complaining. That's just being, you know, that's just a passion for for wanting something done right. Now, once it gets done, if you are the person that that's all you do all day long, seven days a week. And when you're at home, you're complaining to the people around you about what happened at work 24 hours a day. That could become chronic. And I can tell you that I have caught myself in that situation being transparent because of a situation that I'm in right now when it comes to the company that I work for. Something that I'm not going to complain about today. <laughs> um, but, but Joe has listened to me complain about it. And then I walk away from it. Sometimes people will ask me, are you okay? I mean, is there something wrong? And a lot of times I will tell them, and it sounds cliche, but it's very true. I could complain all day about it, but nobody's listening because everybody has their own problems. Joe, I got to tell you, and we'll go to an ad, a quick ad here today from our sponsor. Usually ads are a little further down, but I want to go to a quicker ad today. Um, It's, it's, it's unfortunate, but it is, it is the way it is. People, people 
do that today. What I, you know, someone says to me, oh, that's, that's a cop out. That's not true. People, people don't just, you know, write you off or people don't, people want to, people are asking you what's wrong. They want to hear it. No, they don't. Um, I'm sorry, folks, but nine times out of 10, and this is my own personal belief, I'm being very transparent. You don't want to hear me complain to you all day long about a problem that I'm having. I may be wrong when it comes to that, Joe, but that's me just being very transparent. I don't complain to a lot of people. There is a small group of people, very small, I can fit them in one hand, that I will tell my problems to, and sometimes I won't even tell them. Sometimes I, I don't bottle it in. Sometimes I pray over it. Sometimes I may work out to relieve the stress because it does. A workout puts me back in right on track with what I was doing. And I don't stress over the problem that was bothering me before, Joe. But I don't always complain to people about my problems, especially chronically, because I do believe, honestly, and this is something I want to talk to Dr. Rentillo about, maybe almost like a, a session with her live, you know, right on our podcast. Um, I don't believe people really want to listen to other people complain all day long about the same thing over and over again. So I try not to bring my problems forth, you know, forthcoming to everybody, all right, let alone to this one person over and over and over again all day long. I don't think it works out that way. Oops, as I almost knocked my microphone right off the stand over here. Well, again, like you said, yeah, uh, I think the the defining word there, chronic, is is what makes the the big difference between the two uh, between the two of just complaining about a certain situation. And again, as you said, when it's resolved, if you find that they're on to the next thing and on to the next thing, you know, there, there's a there's a lot to be said about somebody with a critical spirit, where everything that they see and everything that they're dealing with, uh, they've got a complaint over. I think that that's probably indicative of something else going on in their life, to be honest with you, um, where, like you said, there's there's no resolve. There's no there's always a constant complaint regardless of what it is. I know guys that I used to work with there. You could give them uh, uh, $999,999.99, and they'll complain about the one penny. You just couldn't yeah. make us a millionaire, could you? You just couldn't give us the penny. They would complain over that penny. Um, you know, and and- that's just the way that they're that they're built. I find that most of these people are defined by by a midnight shift. I don't know why. I feel like I think because they're, they're uh, now where I was working, you were you were solo. Okay, you didn't have anyone else to talk to, and um, um, you got a a lot of conversation going on within your brain. And uh, uh, typically, by the time the next shift came in in the morning, they were so disgruntled because of all the things that they all the conversations they had with themselves. They were yeah. just a whole other group. Um, but that said, you know, it, it was really easy for them to become spiteful. And, and and like I said, it's almost as if, though, having that, that uh, uh, like we're saying, chronic complaining, uh, it, it's more it's more indicative about something else that's going on in somebody's life as opposed to just the fact that they, we always hear, oh, well, he likes to complain. Nobody likes to complain. Again, there's something else that's going on that's bringing this up in 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 him, uh, uh, you know, not wanting to see the positive of anything. Because the fact is, there are so many things that we could look at, um, and it is a matter of perspective. Uh, yeah. By the time we're done here, I'm going to give kind of an idea of what I do uh, when I catch myself going down the hole because it's it's easy to do. 
It really is. I mean, you only have to wake up on the wrong side of the bed uh, for it to start down the wrong path. So wait, let me ask you a question real quick. Are you going to give a solution? Well, yeah, and that's another thing that I've I've said in the in past episodes. You know, when you're complaining and you, and and uh, you have no solution, no probable, no, it just kind of turns into whining. You know, it's like I understand this is why nobody really wants to hear it because it's one thing to say, "Hey, what do you think of? How should I approach?" That's somebody seeking advice, and that's awesome. Okay, because they're actually swallowing their own pride and going to someone else and asking for it. That is, you know, that's how we grow. That's how we learn. Yeah. It's different when all somebody does is complain and complain and complain and complain. It's like, okay, well, what do you, oh, another complain, okay. Uh, you know, you, you they don't want an, they, they don't, don't want an answer. An, they, they don't want an answer. They don't want answers. All they want is uh, uh, for you to to hear them and, and to validate how they feel. And sometimes, yeah, they actually feed off of the empathy. They, they want someone to feel bad for them as well. So there's that. So you well, I almost did it just now, Joe. I almost said it. I almost said that being said, which would have completely disregarded everything that Joe just said. I hate that phrase, and I use it accidentally. I'll, I'll use that word, accidentally. Um, but with all that great information that Joe just gave, I like that a lot better, right? Let's go to a word from our sponsor. When we come back, let's learn a little bit more about what we think. Start our own personal opinion about chronic complainers. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Two Brothers One Mike is sponsored by Kitchen Apps, perfectly prepared portions. Hey, Youngstown area listeners, I know we've talked about Kitchen Apps in the past and all they have to offer in food prepping services and protein pancake mixes, but there's another great product they offer we had to let our listeners know about their own name brand seasonings. They've got a huge selection to choose from as well. Turkey, taco, tomato, basil, Baja, citrus, fajita, barbecue rub, blackened seasoning, as well as steak and meat seasons. And that's just to name a few. You know my favorite part? Besides all of the flavors, of course, it's that they're all low sodium, made with no fillers and MSG free. Know what else is great about them? You can order them right from the Kitchen Abs website. Just go to www.kitchenabs.com. Click on store and choose the flavors of your choice. Again, that's kitchenabs.com. Now back to our podcast. Welcome back, everybody. So we're talking about chronic complaining and, and being very transparent as it plays a role in everybody's life. Whether you feel at times, I, everyone should always do this. This is something that a lot of people I don't feel do. You, you need to look in the mirror uh, and, and ask yourself, has there been a point where maybe that was me? Has there been a point when maybe I was the chronic complainer and, and, and then try to find, or did I, so I feel good now. I feel like I've, I, I, I embrace life with the glass half full. I'm not always complaining anymore about that one thing that always bothered me. I must've done something or was it somebody that said something to me that actually pushed me in the right direction and, and embrace that. Don't, we're human beings. Everybody I think sometimes people they they just you know they they disregard um, what a chronic complainer is and they just say they just push them to the wayside and say don't talk to that person all that person does is complain all day long twenty four hours a day seven days a week twelve months a year and and that's not the way to handle it because when you do that in my own personal opinion you give them even more ammunition when you tell them 
okay? Get the H-E double hockey sticks away from me. I'm tired of you. All you do is complain all day. I'm, I've had it with you. If you approach it in that manner, with that aggressive attitude, you give the complainer, the chronic complainer, all the ammunition to become the victim even more so, you know? And we're going to talk a little bit more about that. I think another thing I wonder about, Joe, is it a learned behavior? Again, why why would we have part two with clinical clinical? psychologist, Dr. Nicole Rotella? Why would we have part two? Because this is something I think she could handle uh, from a professional level. Is it a learned behavior? Do we do we learn it from family? Um, did you have parents that were chronic complainers, and by 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 way of default, you become a chronic complainer? Do you have friends that are chronic complainers that you're around all the time that drain the energy from you, and the next thing you know, you have the same mindset they do? Coworkers, folks, I'm going to tell you. When you're in a stressful environment, working in a stressful environment, you work with people who are stressed. And when you work with people who are stressed, it's not very easy uh, for those who don't have things that they do outside of working in a stressful environment, podcasts, um, training people, exercise. I don't know anybody like that. Joe, do you? Um, yeah, Photography, videography, website development, um, real estate uh, uh, photography with drones. I mean, people who do things outside of maybe just this one job that is was put, when you have people that just show up at that one job, stressed out for eight to 10 hours a day, six days a week, and then go home, there's some, there seems to be this, this stressful environment around them where they become chronic complainers. And then if you allow them to, they will drain your energy as well. They're the people that, you look at the the weather report for five days and you say, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Friday, it's going to be sunny and 85. And they will look at you and say, Thursday, there's a 50% chance of rain, though. I mean, it is that, that's the best example I can give. And so you have to really, folks, you have to really learn how to how to understand, you know, and that's why, that's why I'm always curious and why I can't wait to ask her that question. Is this a learned behavior? Um, or is this something that, that we're born with? I don't know. I think it's learned because I'll tell you, I, I may, and of course, that's just my opinion because it just depends on, like you said, the environment that you're in. And, uh, you know, you can have somebody who, who has an easier time accepting that environment and doesn't take on the same attitude, but it's, it is, I mean, you see pessimism, like you're talking about with the weather, you know, there are some people that say the glass is half full, the glass is half empty. And right. There's people the- who say the glass is shattered. There's shards of glass in the water. And it, I mean, they'll just take it to a whole other level. And those right. are the people right. that we're really talking about. Um, you know, cause again, there's just no, there's no resolve for them. It's just, uh, once you think you have one, they'll just move on to the next complaint. Yeah. Um, but, but these are the people that, like you were saying, they'll, they'll drain you. And, uh, uh, there's probably a better way to kind of deal with them. One of the biggest questions that that I ask when <laughs> when somebody's coming to me, and I, listen, I'm just, this is something I've, I've just started to put into practice. Um, and it's not like I've been doing this for years uh, mm-hmm. or anything like that. But my first question to somebody who's who has complaints or whatever is, you know, uh, if they're not obvious what the complaint is, like if you're telling me something that's going on with work and it's, 
like pretty cut and dry. There's no reason for me to ask you. You're probably just venting, right? Because I know you know what you're talking about. You're not asking me for advice on what you should do when it comes to your contract. All right. So there's that. But I'm saying, you know, where we're, someone's having a hard time in life or whatever, you know. First question, are you, are, are you, so I, I need to know, are you, do you want to know what I would do in that situation or are you just looking for, for someone to talk to? Because if you need to vet, that's cool too. But I just need to know, do you, because there's a lot of times people just want to vet, you know, and they don't want that extra. But what you're kind of doing when you do that is you're still giving them the, uh, giving them the ear, but when you're not, now you're not feeding into the conversation because how do they answer that? Are they looking for, if they're looking for advice, they have to tell you that they're looking for your advice which is not what a chronic complainer is going to do. They don't want your advice. They just want to complain. Otherwise, if they just need someone to vet, they know they're not getting any feedback from you. <laughs> so now they're just falling upon deaf ears because you're just sitting there going, okay. You know, I mean, you're not going to say anything. They're not looking for your advice. So it kind of offsets that um, that whole idea about, you know, what it is that, that you know, they're looking for and can spare you the listener from having to deal with it as well. See, I, I, there's going to be something we're going to talk about here uh, a little bit later on in the show um, that goes hand in hand with what you're talking about right now, where it doesn't contradict it. I think it complements it and just adds a little more to it uh, in the one kind of solution uh, that, that maybe uh, we'll offer today. And I think Dr. Rentilla would offer, probably from a professional standpoint, even more uh, solutions on how to handle people who complain chronically. I, 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 here's a quick question, because I'm going to take this in a different direction uh, when it comes to chronic complainers in a second. But how many of you ever send a text to that one person? How's it going today? And then go, oh, what did I just do that for? Because what's coming back at you is paragraphs of how everything is going wrong, okay? Now, now listen to me. We're not talking, there's a difference between chronic complainers who are emotionally distraught and have something, you, Joe, you talked about this already. Believe it or not, I've seen a lot of studies, um, not a lot, a couple of studies where there were, you know, professional clinical uh, psychologists and and sociologists and, and people who are uh, life coaches, where they talk about, or they talk about what you were talking about, okay? Uh, as far as um, uh, people who, who there's an underlying issue that we don't know about, right? But there's also those people who have literally chronic pain, right? Uh, we talk about people with back pain. I know so many people that are dealing with back pain right now. Joe, you yourself deal with back pain in spurts. Sometimes it happens to you in a workout, and then you're able to get back to, we'll call it 90%. Okay. It's always your back is an issue for you to where your workouts are channeled in a certain way so that you're able to. I'm talking more about the people who can't even work out anymore, uh, people who've had several surgeries who are looking at clinical trials that they're willing to go through in order to fix their back problems. People who sometimes end up on the floor and can't get back up for days. Um, and this is a different type of complaining, right? They're in severe pain. I've had situations where I've pulled a muscle in my back 
and was an agonizing pain. And the first thing I think about is these people deal with this kind of pain all day long. That's a different type of complaining, right? I, I don't want to say those people get a pass, but I, I don't want to include those people in what we're talking about today. We're not talking about chronic physical pain. People who have migraines, they can't get rid of them. I had a migraine headache one time. The people who have chronic migraine headaches, like constant, I don't know how they do it. I don't. That is a whole different kind of pain. And I could understand the complaining there, right? Yeah, I'll, I'll tell you real quick. Cindy's a Botox injections in her head, <laughs> uh, the different medications. Then there's medications to prevent nausea. There's, oh, it's, there's a lot, totally a lot. And yeah, so, you know, but here's the thing, specific to, to uh, my periodic pain with my back and, and with her migraines, you know, again, she'll, we, we do what we need to do to try to prevent them. So like, I'm not going to complain about, oh, I can't do that because of my back. And if I do that, you know, I, like, I, I'm not going to complain about my limitations that you see what I'm saying? Because yeah. then now I'm complaining about things that I don't need to complain about. Just don't do them. You know, if, if it's something that, that uh, is preventable, then why complain about it in the first place? You know, and she's not complaining about the migraine she's not getting, you know, well, well if I do right. this or that, I'm going to, you know what I mean? Like we don't care about our limitations. We know, but that's the difference. If, if it's someone who does have these conditions and even when they're not ongoing, and they're still going on about it. I mean, like I said, you have to just adapt and overcome that. That's, you know, but, but yes, people who are currently, you know, in the middle of it. No, I mean, that's, that's, uh, of course that, that that's a whole other circumstance. I, th I think there's, there's people who we call, you know, mentally healthy complainers. Um, they don't always complain. They're upbeat people. They're go-getters. They go after it. They get after it. Every now and then they hit a, a roadblock or an obstacle and they come to you and you kind of mentioned this already today and they say, man, I'm just, I'm really upset right now. I, 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 if you could just lend me an ear for a second, I think I just feel a little bit better with two to three minutes of your time. This is happening and this is happening. And I, I would love to get your feedback on this. How, how do I handle this situation? Am I handling this right? Because I want to get to a solution. I want to find the problem, handle the problem, and move on. That's a different type of complaining. Just like some of the stuff that's not as serious. My steak is cold. I said medium well. I could basically chase this thing around the plate right now. All right? That goes to my cousin, Nikki, who that's how he used to order his steak. <laughs> how do you want your steak, sir? I want to chase it around the plate. Raw, basically. Um... I always laughed every time he said that. Uh, the waiter didn't think it was funny. I did, Nick. I'm on your side. So um, some people just don't find humor, I guess, in raw steak. I don't know. But uh, so when you're complaining about things like that, that's one thing. When you're complaining about um, something that is very serious to you and you're passionate about, and you're looking for solutions to the person lending you an ear, that's one thing. When you go on a rant here and there, but most of the time you're like, okay, what can I do to relieve this stress where I'm not complaining to everybody? I'm going to go work out. I'm going to go for a walk, go for a run. I like quiet time. I just need about a half an hour of quiet time. Some people love to do yoga to get rid of the stress. 
and it's something that that you love doing. Some people want to watch their favorite TV series and just ease their mind for a minute, right? We all understand what the chronic complainer is. There's one individual. I will send them a message, how are you? I have not heard a positive peep in two years. And it's gotten to the point now, Joe, where I don't text them as much anymore. Or I don't talk to them as much anymore. And I think they are getting the message because it's physically and mentally draining me. Because I come from this 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 point of view. And and, and actually before before we get into that, okay, before we get into that, is there anything else you want to add to this segment before we go to our second ad from our second sponsor today? No, let's 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 get that one out of the way. So let's do that. Let's go ahead and let's listen, you know, 30 second ad here from our second sponsor. Don't go anywhere. When we come back, just a little bit more about chronic complaining. Stay right there, everyone. Two Brothers, One Mike is sponsored by YSN, your sports network. Loyal, local, live. Hey, everyone. It's Joe from Two Brothers, One Mike. For all of our sports enthusiasts out there from the Northeast Ohio and Western Pennsylvania area with busy schedules, we know you can't always make it to the big game. Well, we have some great news for you. Now is your chance to listen or watch your favorite high school teams compete on the YSN Network. Covering multiple sports from more than 50 area high schools, as well as Youngstown State University Baseball and the Mahoney Valley Scrappers, and so much more. What's that? No longer live in the Northeastern Ohio or Western Pennsylvania area? No problem. You can go to YSNlive.com on any browser or download the YSN Live app available on both the App Store and Google Play so you can listen wherever you'd like to start your sports binge and streaming experiences today. Now, back to our podcast. Welcome back, everybody. So, before we jumped to uh, the sponsorship, um, and now we're back, we were talking about a friend of mine uh, who, and, and here's the thing. I said this earlier, Joe. I can't just tell the person, you know, get out of here. I don't want to talk to you anymore. You drive me nuts. Uh, I'm, I can't stand you. The, that, that That is, uh, to me, that's fueling the fire of a chronic complainer because now they become even more the victim. And now you get added to their people to complain about. Well, do you know I went to them and you think that they would help me? And you know what you know what he said about me? You know what he said to me? And now, you know, they go to a new group of people. And in the beginning, and, and this, is, this is where I am guilty as charged. When a chronic complainer comes to me for long periods of time, guess what I do? I try to what? Solve the problem. I do everything and anything I can do to solve the problem. And then all of a sudden it becomes very obvious to me, no matter what I say, no matter what I text, no matter what I do, it's never enough. And that's where I start to realize, Joe, that no matter what I do, that's when I realize the person is a chronic complainer. They don't want a solution from me. They want me to be a sounding board so that they can just continue to complain because there's something bothering them, that underlying issue we don't know about, right? This is where I think, this is where you need to go to a clinical psychologist, to a psychiatrist, and sit down and talk to them. And, and, and try to find the underlying issue. 
I don't think anybody likes to complain. I don't think it's a love or it's a passion. I think it's an underlying issue that some people have. Yeah, I I, I wonder if it's if it's a a, a a very defining issue for depression. I mean, I don't see how you could be somebody who uh, takes a positive outlook look on life if you're living so negative. So I, I mean, I would I would venture to say from my non-official, <laughs> non-educated uh, uh, point of view, it, that's somebody who's probably dealing with some sort of depression when that's all they can do is complain. Yeah. There are uh, a couple people that I watch or that I have watched. Uh, Connor Beaton is one of them. He is a life coach. He's an author of several books. Uh, inspirational speaker. Uh, Marco Pasqua has got me away from the term motivational speaker. And now, and now, uh, host of rising, the rising above podcast, David Hess says they both hate that word. So inspirational speaker, Connor Beaton is, and he talks about solutions when it comes to this. This is what he does as a life coach. And he talks about solutions to this particular problem. And there's one solution I'm going to talk about today, and it kind of ties in. Remember I told you? It kind of ties in what you were talking about earlier. When someone comes to you and says to you, here's all my problems, blah, blah, blah. And, and, and not, it's usually not the first round. It's when it's on a weekly basis, sometimes every day, it's the same problem over and over and over again. Instead of doing what Coach Tony does sometimes, and that is throw tons of empathy, offer so many different solutions to the individual that they don't want in the first place, okay? He says, all you need to do is one thing. Ask one question. Have you begun to find or think about what direction you want to go and what solutions you can tackle, you know, use to tackle this problem? Is there anything you're doing to help solve this problem? Because you have come to me now for five months with the same issue, yet you have done nothing to solve the problem. And to be honest with you, and this is what he said, and this is him saying what you should say to the person. And to be honest with you, it's starting to wear me out. And by wearing me out, I love you to death, but it's getting to the point where you're pushing me away further and further back. And I don't want that, but it's dragging me down. So I'm asking you to please start working on solutions and then come to me with this problem. It's going to go one of two ways, right? For me, it went the other way. The person I just talked about in the last segment, haven't heard from them in a while now. I can't do anything about that, right? I did not tell them, get the hell, get out of here. You're done, right? I didn't say, I'm tired of you. I said, all this time that you've been coming to me, and folks, I'm going to tell you right now, I, I listened to Connor B and I said, I'm going to try this. All, the, all this time you've been coming to me with this same issue, and I, I went through that whole process. Oh, boy. I think it's a moment in time where they're not expecting that from you. And they don't know how to process it in, in that moment. And then all you can do is say a few prayers and hope that they can themselves say their own prayers, figure out what direction they want to go, 
and figure out over time, once they can start to sit back and take a good look at the situation, maybe they can find some solutions and then come back to you and say, hey, can we talk? And and I hope that, I hope that for this situation that I'm in, I can't, it's, it's, I can't get mad over things I can't control. Uh, and so that's the way I look at that. Well, yeah, it's, it's the serenity now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Not George, not George just stands, uh, yeah, uh, his dad. Yeah. Yeah. Frank, 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 uh, Frank is, so, yeah. you know, it, 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 we were saying about, um, oh, wow. That's uh, you put Frank stands in. I completely. Because <laughs> you keep yelling it in your head, you're yelling it. I'm, I'm still screaming serenity, and now I can't control this situation, and I draw a total blank. Just keep going, I, I, it'll pop. Well, there was another. There's another clinical uh, professional. Her name is uh, Susan Fee, and um, her practice was based actually out of Cleveland, Ohio. So, folks, that's only an hour north of us. Um, and she she strengthens what Connor says, and and that's actually they they don't. They don't have like adjoining practices or they don't, you know, bounce ideas off of each other. I, these are two different people that I watch. And, um, and she, she really strengthened what Connor said. And I thought to myself, wow, this is two people, some similar professions, uh, when they, this is what they do. They work with people with these type of chronic issues and they both have the same idea, the both, the same solution. Um, and so I, I think, you know, it, I don't know if it's in closing today because it's really some of the last remarks I'm going to make really um, and truly. It doesn't help to try to find the solution to a chronic complainer's problems. They don't want to hear it. The best thing to do is to sit down with them without yelling, without screaming, without cussing them out and telling them, listen, and going through those steps that I just spoke of maybe five minutes ago, and just hoping and praying for the best after that, for them, for them, if anything else, even if it's it's something that has hindered your relationship, maybe down the road, they don't come back to you, but maybe they take a different turn uh, in a better direction. And that's all I can ask for. That's all I can ask for, right? So there, there's that. <laughs> so what I was going to say, but when I break a stanza, took, took my, took a took control of you. Yeah. yeah. Uh, was, you know, this is actually straight out to the ladies. First off, those of you with, uh, uh, you know, your partners, your spouses are, are always doing this. I know, I know when you come to us with your complaints that we are constantly trying to resolve your problems and something that both sides need to realize, um, need to always keep it in mind. It's in our DNA to try to solve problems that people are having right so it's it, it takes an extra step of effort on a man's behalf to to actually sit there and 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 not try to solve a problem for someone else because we automatically run run into this assumption that they're coming to us because they want a resolution and that's not necessarily the case i'm not just talking about guys with the ladies also with friends who may uh, approach us you know we it doesn't matter male or female um, you know, but, but that is, is kind of inbred in our DNA. Um, a, a good solution though, um, not just, I, I mean, I, I had mentioned about the questions that, that I ask people now, um, mm -hmm. when they come to me with, with whatever it is, um, if of course they don't ask me straight out for my advice, um, but to prevent myself from becoming the complainer, um, 
chronic or not. You know, in the past, I talked about keeping a, a gratuity list, you know, things that you're that you're grateful for, thinking about some of the things uh, that are in your life that are positive. You'd be very surprised that just like the negative hole exists, so does the positive one. The positive one's more of a vacuum, actually, because when you start to think about all the things that are going right in your life, you'll find yourself going up more and more, all right? Um, you, you know, it, it, it's just like anything else. You would start to think about how you didn't get enough sleep, and now you're going to be tired, and then, I mean, you could just keep going, but you go the other route about it. I didn't get enough sleep, and I'm up early, so now I can get this done or that done, and maybe I'll just go to bed a little earlier. You've got to find that positive spin on everything. When you, because you'll know, you'll know when you're going down that down that narrow. I have had more arguments. I don't know if this says more about me than I'm willing, than I'm really willing to put out there. I've had more arguments in here. <laughs> I I I guess with myself, but in my brain with other people. Because if they say this, then I'll do that. And, and I've had to literally stop myself and start thinking about, you know, you know, the positives of my day or the positives of my life and why this is a ridiculous thing to even be focusing on. Because what do you think is going to happen come the first real live conversation I have with somebody, you know, especially somebody who asked me, how's your day going? I mean, it should be going just fine. I got out of bed. It's 10 o'clock in the morning. What could have gone wrong by this point? But, you know, I can easily become that, that chronic complainer. Um, but it's because I start off my day in such a positive light, and every time the negative starts to starts to try to drive its way in, I, I've got to find a way to undo that. Um, is it a constant struggle? No. But is it worth it? I think for those around me, definitely. And at the end of the day, knowing that I'm not an obstacle or an obligation to other people around me, uh, because you know that now now it's almost like I'm holding them responsibility for my mental well-being right and yeah that's not their business that's not i'm sorry that's not their responsibility that starts with me um and the same for everyone else and those who are thinking you know i'm not a chronic i don't i don't do that that's other people just bear in mind you're somebody else's other people we're all somebody else's yeah. other people <clears throat> i i you know one thing i've always found funny is when folks will will say you know oh that's that's uh, other people deal with that. It's like, yeah, but you're someone else's other people. Like that can happen. It's yeah. oh. I, I see those. I see those. Speaking of social media type of situations, I see those those memes that people put up, and it says, "Never again will will I allow someone to do what you did to me in my life." Bye, bye, girl. You know what I mean, or bye, whatever. And actually, and, and then you get yeah, bye, Felicia, and then you got. 800 people loving it. That's right, girl. You and me both. And I got your back. And and I'm thinking to myself, you know, somebody else out there is posting that same thing with you in mind. I, I don't understand, like, why people don't. It, it, it's, it's very, very strange how people don't think that that you are somebody else's same situation that you... You're in a situation where somebody has done you wrong, okay? Done you wrong. You are that person on the other side in someone else's situation. You know what I mean? You're you're the bad person to somebody else, not the victim. And it's so weird to me sometimes how people act like 
they are always the victim in everything. It just just talk, it's a work that way. Talk to any divorce attorney and they'll tell you that, well, any attorney, they'll tell you that the, the, the cases that they hate the most are divorces because both parties are right. <laughs> you know, I mean, you're always, and you've heard that before. You're always somebody's villain. You're always going to be somebody else's villain in, 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 in the story they tell about you. So, well, you know, it I, is I, I'm is. a different, I'm a, I kind of, and, and we'll leave it at this with me and you. I come from a very lucky background when it comes to that situation. And we'll leave it, we'll leave it at that. Well, yeah, I'm speaking in general yeah. with when, when yeah. it comes to, to, to divorces because both parties feel that they're right, you know, and yeah. that's, that's just it. And of course they do, because if they felt the other one was right, probably wouldn't be. I got, I got news for you. I got news for everybody out there. It takes two. <laughs> two. <laughs> the, uh, I've, it, it, something I've said a million times, you know, it, it does. It takes yeah. two to make it and it takes two to break it. Somebody, it's somebody has to be not willing to deal with, or, I mean, there's just so many different variations. Yeah. Yeah. But it so, does, it, it takes two both ways. I mean, there's no yeah. more you can do with it. And then maybe someday I'll be very transparent about that. It's not something I really talk about, but I'm lucky, right? Uh, I, I am really. Uh, so, um, uh, that's now, you, you guys should be the poster children for the poster children for you know, divorced people. Yeah. Just, Shannon and I, Shannon and I, people are amazed at how well we work together, uh, to raise our two boys. It's it, people just are completely amazed by it. Um, and that's okay. I mean, take notes. <laughs> that's yeah. what I say, take notes. But, um, it, when it could to get back on this show, when it comes to chronic complainers, um, it's just a situation where I think, uh, again, Dr. Rantilla will bring so much more to it. When we talk about people having that aha moment, you know, like you're saying, you you step back and say, wait a second, the gratuity list. What is it about certain chronic complainers or, or maybe the majority of them that they can't, they can't register that? That's something that she can answer, right? And, and so that's why it's going to be a great show when she comes off for part two. Um, and that being said, go, go ahead. I was just going to say, that's why I'm saying, I think it, you know, somebody with depression can't. Like they, they, they can't, <laughs> they can't. And, and that's, that's probably, I mean, right. it's, and it's again, a disease. it's a, it's a disease. I mean, it's nothing to, to laugh at. It's, it's a serious disease. Uh, and so, you know, it's something that needs to be addressed. Uh, like so many other mental, um, diseases that we have. What's, uh, what's next week's show? It's a great question. You know what? We're going to, we're going to keep it a mystery. I don't think we're going to tell anybody what our shows are. I think moving forward, we might we might start to do away with what the next week's show is. I know we have in the in the little thing. Let me see if I can do this right down there, or maybe it's down there. It's over. It's over here, I think. No, it's somewhere under Tony. Uh, that, you know, you'll see for next week or what have you. It's just it becomes it's really difficult to obligate people um, to watch it. Yeah. yeah. Well. well not even that, but sometimes we have interviews. Sometimes we want to change things up. And, hey, maybe we want to have Dr. Nicole next week as opposed to a couple weeks. Who knows? Yeah, like, there's that. There's that. And I think it's also, as this show goes on, uh, season five comes to an end and we have 100 episodes under our belt. People that start jumping on are not going to go all the way back to the beginning. Uh, they're going to start watching the shows that are in that moment, right, uh, at that point in time. And then, if they like the show, they're going to start, you know, going back to this show and that show. 
And so no one's going to follow the journey in that manner. Uh, if we would have had 1.5 million people jump on on day one, then that might be a different story and they're following us straight through. I work with one guy who, Joe, he absolutely refuses to skip episodes. He literally, literally, he said, you guys said to follow the journey. And so Dustin, oh, follow the journey, buddy. Um, by the time he gets to this episode, I'll be retired, I think, uh, from General Motors. But um, he, he's definitely, he's an avid listener and watcher, and he's literally, every goes one episode at a time. He, he said to me, even if I don't like the show, when I look at the title, I feel like I might miss something. Folks, take after Dustin. Dustin, that is the, that, hey, if, Joe, if we ever come up with a T-Bomb Award, some type of Golden Globe Award, Dustin gets it. He's the first. He's the first recipient of it. I'm going to tell you that right now. All right. Oh, oh. going on with my oh, microphone's getting all goofy. All right. Well, hey, <laughs> congratulations to Dustin. Yeah. <laughs> so, all right, folks. Well, until next week, I want to remind all of you: be sure to give us a rating review on your favorite podcast service. Also, if you have any thoughts, questions, comments, or opinions, you can leave us a message via the link in this episode description. And finally, remember to join us every Wednesday morning, 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time for new episodes. Now, on behalf of Coach Tony and myself, thanks for listening. All right, everybody, be the best you out there. Joe, I'm so happy this is over. I got so much to tell you about. Uh, I am so irritated right now today about so many different things. You got like an hour, hour and a half. Nope, you got to go. Later, folks. I'm just saying, just a couple things I want to talk to you about. I've been telling you about it for how long now? Joe. Uh... Joe.